0: What you want, what you want, what you want, john burke with what you want, what you want, what you what what you and Michael Sanchez,
1: shameful. Hello, hello.
0: Super excited, as you can tell, because uh, a show premieres tonight that he's super stoked about. What show is that, Mike?
1: Twin Peaks. I, I'm not ashamed jelly. of that. Yep, you should yeah. be. I'm super jolly. <laughs> I'm, I'm debating. <laughs> I even wore my shirt. I didn't. You I'm did. not wearing it now because I'm recording and I'm focused.
0: Topless. But no. I even had
1: my twin. No, I oh. have a top <laughs> on. <laughs> but if you have any correct answers, that is correct. <laughs> that may change.
0: Um, I am debating if I just want to watch, uh, jump in. I I watched season one like two years ago. I never watched season two, so I don't know how confused watch, I'll
1: be. According to David Lynch, Twin Peaks Fire Walk with Me should be is supposedly the watch, what's the 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 required prerequisite? Really? Not that the other stuff. Yeah, that's what supposedly he said. I don't know if he was being tongue in cheek or something along those lines, because you know that's he could be that know. way. Because hmm. so I haven't watched said. that. Really, <laughs> that's well, yeah. I've seen both of the
2: seasons a couple of times, but I heard very mixed things about the movie. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Oh, no, yeah, it's, mostly it, bad. It, let's be real. Yeah, um, it's mm. and he did it solo. He didn't do it with Mark Frost, and mm. um, it's it was definitely different. And I mean, even and I never caught the beginning part. I don't want to get too off track, but it never occurred to me that that even the intro, because there's an intro. Um, And this will be spoilers, so sorry uh, if you've not watched this um, (laughs) 27-year-old property. Um, But it's with Leland and Laura. Oh, no, it's not, actually. It's uh, Teresa Banks, who is a different character, who only is the movie character. And there's an axe, a a spot where an axe goes through the TV, almost as if he's, you know, kind of a little jab at the television industry. Ah, okay. Mm. Whoa. So... Yeah, it's uh, I'd never even thought of it, and then I'm like, yeah, that totally makes sense.
0: Yeah, well, it does premiere on Showtime tonight. I know, I think they were uh, doing a marathon on Showtime with mm-hmm. the old episodes. It's
1: it's wrapping up right now as we're doing this. Yep. It was on my TV most of the day.
0: Ah, Well, um, wanna, before we get into our uh, topic this week, I wanted to quickly plug uh, our newest episode of Movie Club. Um, Corey and I watched Alien Resurrection in honor of our 20th episode of movie club and so we watched uh, a movie from 20 years ago so approximately 20 years ago 97 and that's Alien Resurrection um, and also because Alien Covenant <laughs> came out so that episode is live now um, and uh, this coming week we are recording an episode about a very small budgeted uh, indie film that's only available from what I can tell on Amazon uh, Prime Video called Distortion a Social Media Story um, uh, I somebody I don't remember exactly how I came in contact with this movie, but I talked to the director on Twitter a couple times, um, and I've been meaning to get to watching it. So we we decided to do it as an episode of Movie Club. Um, I actually just watched it before the recording of this podcast. Uh, I won't talk about it now, but we'll be talking about it on Movie Club this week. So if you want to check that film out, uh, it's on available on Amazon Prime for free if you have Prime, um, or it's available on Amazon Instant for three bucks to rent or two bucks. So just a heads up on that. Um, Our topic this week, we're doing our top five movies that we're ashamed we love. Um, So these are movies that uh, I think our criteria is all a little different, but in some capacity, we are not proud of the fact that we like these movies. They're either often looked down upon, um, whether by critics or by fans, um, or maybe they just have a subject matter that we're not proud that we are supporting. Who knows exactly, but we'll be going through our top five uh, pretty much right now. Corey's gonna be starting us off this week, but before we get to the movies. I thought I was
2: starting I thought it was Mike.
0: I am Damn. that forgetful, guys. Mike is starting oh, this no. week. And then I'll be going last because that's where I belong. So <laughs> oh, no. uh, uh anyways, before we get to Mike, Corey...
2: Spoiler warning. We're probably gonna spoil some of these films for you. Some might be new, some might be old. So you can check out our list at BurkeReviews.com before or if you don't care and you're like Mike, you can listen full sneam ahead.
0: So yeah, Mike is not afraid of spoilers. Although he did regret having read spoilers about La Land. So yeah,
1: that 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 bit me. But on Friday. But you know. Oh, uh, how many you think you're gonna know from mine or have watched? Or how do we do this? Do we do it that you know or that you watch? Or what I think
0: we that we watched is the way to go for the for movies. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm concerned with this one. Um, I'm
1: gonna go with one.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna match Corey with that and just. Well, I guess we can't. So I'll I'll go two. But I think Corey's gonna win. Cause...
1: Oh, he did a dollar and one cent bid. Well,
0: I mean, <laughs> she's got the advantage though. She's got the dollar. I have the two dollars. So, um, it is uh, unlikely because if these movies are movies you're ashamed of, and you watch some very, you know, scarce films or uh, infrequent films that I've even heard of, so the odds are not in our favor for sure. If we were playing Hunger Games, we would both be screwed. But <laughs> um, <laughs> before you give your list, Mike, do you have any criteria that you use you want to like clarify?
1: Uh, I just went with ones that just in general, I don't offer up as in hey, oh. everybody, I don't put it on my you know on my profile. I mean, I, I I watched everything, all sorts of things, but these aren't ones that I fully advertise that are my films that I will you know, i'm I'm actually kind of I'll bring them up and this situation, well, you know, here we are. Uh, so I am that's why my hello was even shamed Yeah oh, no. Because these are just you made you made me go there Here
0: we are. <laughs> well before you give your list I do want to um, just make sure everyone who's listening if you're new or if you haven't really listened to the top five episodes Well, uh, we come up with our topics in advance and we each make our list in private and this episode is us revealing our top five list to each other And this one we're probably going to be giving each other more crap than usual um, Because these are movies. We're not even proud that we like but for some reason we do, and so they're on our list. Um, with that, uh, I had something else, but I think it's gone. Um, my my criteria, though, I, I had a combination. All of mine have a uh, smashed tomato on Rotten Tomatoes score, or I guess Rotten Tomatoes. They're, you know, the mashed up green ones. Um, so that's some below <laughs> 60%. Uh, some of mine are lower than that. Um, and... Uh, Not only that, but these are like, if I was, I'm trying to be a film critic. That's how this podcast came to be. It's how BurkeReviews.com came into existence. And I do consider myself a film critic, but I'm definitely still learning. I have a lot of gaps in my movie viewing history. And I've also, some of those gaps are because I chose to watch bad movies many times rather than watching the films that are considered to be classics and great and whatnot. So these are movies that I'm often ashamed to admit to other film lovers uh, that I either love or have seen even because I know I'll get scoffed at or, you know, looked down upon. And so it's it's like this is a coming clean moment for me. I'm, I'm like, look, guys, I like a lot of great movies, but I also like some really bad ones. And I will admit most of these films I have not watched in many years that are on my list. But I think all of them have been watched multiple times. So and Corey, what, Same here. Corey had some struggles with her criteria.
2: I had some real, this is a real hard time because I'm not necessarily really ashamed of the things that I like. But I looked at it this way because you kind of helped talk me through it. Because I have such a hard time thinking outside of the box so often. Um, but I figured what, you know, you or our friend Brendan would judge me on or kind of like I don't really talk about them. Or I feel like maybe I'm missing something mm. integral because i like these movies and most people don't
0: so got it got it yeah no and that's i i come at it like some of mine i feel like maybe other people just didn't get them or were using Mm -hmm. the wrong criteria to judge them um and actually this one i could do a top 10 list like because i even have my um, honorable mentions kind of in an order of sorts um because i have quite a list of movies um so the these five it was a little harder for me to narrow down um, maybe not the top three, but maybe four and five. There was that those rotated in and out a few times before i settled on my list. So, um, all right, let's get into this. Mike, what is your number five top five movie you're ashamed to love?
1: All right, here we go. Um, I'm just jumping right in with Billy Madison from 1995. Oh, <laughs> or I, actually, I mean, I could even include any of the happy Madison studio films, with Billy Madison feel kind of feel like that's. One of the first, if not the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't even know that it was a Happy Madison film. I can't remember. I'd have to look at the
0: credits. It's, but... It predates it. That's Happy Madison is the name because of, yeah, of his first two good movies.
1: Happy but... go, Gold... yeah. So you're right. Sorry. Oh, are you there? Oh yeah, I'm here. Okay. So there we go. So that's the answer to my question. So let's jump into the numbers. Billy Madison's got a 46% on Rotten Tomatoes, oh, a 6.4 out of 10. Um, uh, IMDB rating and a, a miserable, a very shameful, 16 Metascore. The thing mm-hmm. is, is despite all that, this is still one of my turn one's brain off, minimal investment kind of film. This is, uh, we were just, uh, for John's, my son's, my youngest son's birthday, we were, uh, because of something my wife had done via school, we were able to be away for a couple of days and it happened to be the TV edit, so I'm like, yes. And I turned both channels because I actually had the app for the TV in both rooms and turned it to it. And both my kids were, you know, they're, they they did not get the full on, you know, because there there was <laughs> some language in the, and whatnot, but they they got, you know, they got into, and I'm like, I'm just sitting there transfixed. I'm like, this is what we're doing this morning. And it was like the breakfast movie because it was on pretty early, oddly enough. Um, This is definitely the antithesis of high cinema, and I'm all right with that. I have no problem with that. The premise, the entire premise of it is insulting to both what you and I do, Burke, (laughs) because, I mean, he failed. And if you don't know what Billy Madison is, it's basically uh, a privileged kid that has coasted all his life and doesn't have any direction on a bet bets his dad that he can make it through Elementary kindergarten, all the way kindergarten through 12th grade without any assistance as he had had in the past, uh, even with the spelling be the ROK versus ROCK, silent C. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, you know, and he's like, oh, wow. You know, mm-hmm. he really thought he got through school a whole. And so that's where it goes from. I mean, th- but there's so much that has. Uh, I can't even go into all the quotes. Yeah, no, uh, actually, I did. I you quoted did one
0: earlier. Intro. Yeah, you quoted yeah, Chris Farley yeah. in that movie. Um, and
1: uh, I, I don't know that I did that intentionally. Maybe I did. But anyway, well, uh, it's it, that's its appeal, I think. There's, there are lessons definitely sprinkled in there. O'Doyle rules is one. Yep. Uh, Peeing one's pants is cool. That's another one, Miles Davis there. Call me Miles <laughs> Davis. I'm I'm going to call you Miles Davis now. Um, it's really all about that sophomoric humor all around. And like I said, I'm okay with it. Um, I mean, uh, oh man, I can't remember the high school. I'll just go with San Dimas.
0: (laughs) Football rules. But you know, know, I know, I know, you know, um, I, this movie wasn't even in contention for my list because my group of friends, we all love both of those movies, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison so much. I never even thought to look at the critic score and i'm shocked to hear how bad the critics hated it um and then not because adam sandler's never really been a critic favorite um he is a dumb dumb comedy movie and most of them uh are progressively stupider and in fact the one i did have (laughs) on my list at one point it was number five but it did fall off was little nicky because i love that movie and just
1: watched that recently (laughs) (laughs) that's so hard to watch though really I think oh man I, 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 that was part of the decline
0: yeah it, it is but it's such a, there's so many things about that movie that I really get into and then like I mean I hate uh the voice I think is the hardest part for that one because he's not that kind of an actor and <laughs> there's a movie of his that I could not sit through which is um oh I can't think it's Andy Samberg is this like uh, a strange son mama's mama's boy something like that I, he has a Boston accent and it is so bad and so, uh, not even in remotely to a true Boston accent. It's just obnoxious. What? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's. I can't stand that movie. But Billy Madison, I, I get, <laughs> especially within critics, you, it'd be hard to say um, that you like this movie. As Like, if you were talking especially, like, top ten favorite movies of all time, Billy Madison, you're like, oh, sh- oh man, this guy, uh, maybe get him out of here, because... It's definitely not that type of movie, but it's still great. and it's one that I, I still love if it's on, like you said, if it's on, I'm probably gonna sit and watch it. Um, it's been longer since I saw Happy Gilmore though. Uh, I think Billy Madison is easier for me to sit and watch now than Happy Gilmore is.
1: I see, I really like I couldn't put Happy Gilmore on the list. I mean, I guess yeah. I, I kind of did but yeah, <laughs> I, this is a, mm, again, this this would take credibility. I mean, if I go around, Especially if I were going around the class going hee-hoo, Zabadoo, yeah. and doing all the all that, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I, my coworkers. I don't can know how really... often
0: I quote this movie though. Like I, I must quote this movie pretty regularly. I mean, um, you know, Doyle Rose. I have a student right now who I didn't know, but uh, he's a fan of this movie, and he's you know, they this this movie's old. Um, he he did something in class, and he threw his hands up in the air. And all I could see was O'Doyle rules, like he, <laughs> it was like the the way he did it. And I was like, I started laughing. I was like, O'Doyle rules. He's like, Oh my god, you know that? I'm like, Oh my god, you know that? Like, uh, it came out when I was in like middle school or high school. Like, I don't, I saw this in the theater, mind you. Like, that's the commitment to Adam Sandler because I was a Saturday Night Live fan of that that era. So when he started doing movies, the only one I think I've still never seen is um, what's the the cruise ship one? I can't even think of what it's called. Overboard,
1: now. I think. Over, no. no, overboard's um, the Kurt
0: Russell movie. That's what I was thinking too, though, Corey. Yeah, was thinking,
2: that, that one is so um, slow because. Like my brother was a Adam Sandler. very big Adam Sandler fan, so he had to watch all of them, and that one was
1: just yeah. Well, pretty, I think funny. they did. They kind of reeled him in and trying to didn't. out. and that's my boy. I think's the one mm-hmm. you were talking about. That's uh, it. That's my boy. Where, where are we going? I'm looking for the one with the boat. It's the first or, one. going overboard. Uh, oh, going okay. Over, wow.
0: Close. Really time. close. Wow. All right. Well, Corey, do you have anything to add to Billy Madison?
1: No,
2: I no.
0: <laughs> should Mike should Mike be ashamed that he likes it?
2: I'm not surprised. I wish I would have up my number, though. Hey, I just realized
0: (laughs) I've seen one of Mike's movies. Um, I know.
2: It feels like it's been so long. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. All
0: right. Well, uh, definitely, I understand, Mike. I understand your plight, especially, again, with professionals. That isn't the – it's not a movie you think it's safe to say, like, in the workplace that that's one of your favorites or something like that. So. Uh, Corey. You know, if
1: I go for category names, you know, yeah. my wife, comment, you know, all those, yeah.
0: Oh, oh, and may God have mercy on your soul is one of my favorite lines <laughs> in any movie ever. I love that. It's like a simple no would have been sufficient, but okay. At no, at no point. No
1: to- point. Any of your answers? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yep. I, I don't know how many times you have to agree as a teacher. There's been times where you want to say that exact <laughs> monologue. <laughs> I can't imagine.
2: Head.
0: Yeah, yeah. We don't say head. it out loud. That's what makes us good teachers. But inside. <laughs> oh no. All right, uh, Corey.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: number five. I Need a Corey. moment
2: to collect myself. Um. Okay. So I I went way back to high school. Here I was a big fan of Saturday Night Live through middle in high school, and I think it was the end of high school or, you know, a little later that I just kind of lost most of my interest in it. Um, they just pulled me back in with their musical guest. Thank you, JT. But I had to include 1998's A Night at the Roxbury.
0: Oh, God. jeez. <laughs> <laughs>
2: wow. I haven't seen it in a while, but God, I loved it in high school. Oh, and man. I actually didn't know until looking it up um, for this list That apparently Amy Heckerling Is an uncredited director With this movie which is kind of surprising <laughs> she,
1: um, I don't see why she would want to be Associated
2: with it <laughs> Oh no! Um And then I was actually thinking about this movie the other day for some odd reason. I don't know where that came from, but I was wondering whatever happened to
1: Chris Kattan.
0: Uh, he's popped in uh, and out of. Uh, things. He
1: made he made a night at the Roxbury.
0: So. Yeah, and well, then he's gone. He was on he a TV show a called The Middle. Um, for a while, oh. uh, he was a, not a regular character, but he worked with the lead female character of the show. Um, I, I've not watched the seasons regularly. I've seen uh, like you know, rerun episodes on Lifetime or something like that. Um, it's, it's a funny sitcom. It's not great, but um, yeah, like you know, wh- I've been with my wife for almost uh 13 years. and January will be 13 years. And holy, holy. um, when we first got together, I was looking at uh, her movie collection, which was predominantly VHS, because that's how long we've been together. Um, you know, we were still transferring into DVDs because we were poor. And uh, that movie, Night of the Roxbury, was in her collection, and it made me second guess what I was doing, because. Oh, no! <laughs> I was like, oh boy, but yeah. it
1: was, but it wasn't a, it a, field a breakers for you, okay?
0: Yeah, it no. has a
2: twenty-six Metacritic, <laughs> yeah. just thought which is higher than much. some
0: of the movies on my list, Corey. Let's just be real. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> but see, you were having trouble, and this movie's on your list, so I think you figured it out. I know, I had to
2: <laughs> yeah, like, I had this... to really dig, guys. Like, I had a really hard time.
0: Well, I gotta say, this, one, this... Uh, I was you gonna say the, the sketch I I loved um, mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. it was on Saturday Night Live, but it it never yeah. had. Context. It was just two guys at a club, and they were they would get rejected. That was all there was. So they really had a reach to make a movie out of that. Like there was no <laughs> names or anything. Um. So it, the movie just. Oh man. I I think I I don't think I've ever seen it from beginning to end. I don't think I could make it. In fact, oh, yeah. I don't remember which one came out first, if it was Superstar or this one. But they. I loved Superstar oh, too. Geez, is that on your list? Um,
2: no, I see. <laughs> Carrie Catherine right?
0: Yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah. there's that yeah. superstar and Ladies Man were all flops for Saturday Night Live. Oh gosh, well, um,
1: I can't I imagine why. S- ladies Man the sketches uh... do not translate well. I mean, Wayne's World worked perfect, perfect, and, and I want yeah, it worked really well because they could extrapolate a whole lot more. But that, I mean, A Night at the Roxbury to take that, or even the Ladies, any of those. How do you get an hour and a half when yeah. you know the sketch is only minutes? Well, and that's, if that, and and sometimes it overstays its welcome in minutes.
0: Ladies' man could have potentially worked if they rehashed the Wayne's World story arc, because Wayne's World works so well because we enter the movie from the sketch, like we're seeing mm-hmm. their show, and then we pull back and we see them trying to make that, you know, public access show a mm-hmm. reality. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's a built-in story right there. It's perfect. Now we get character development, and we have parody. You know, there's all sorts of references. It works really, really well if they had done that with ladies, man, cause if I'm not mistaken, he was a radio talk show host. Um, mm. or he had some type of like where he was talking to the camera, like he was doing a show. So if they had done the same story arc, it might've worked. But otherwise, most of these were really reaching to take a sketch and stretch it into something that it was not. And night of the Roxbury from what I remember. was kind of tough, even though Will Ferrell is the big one in that he's the tall guy to Chris Kattan, you know, the other brothers. Um, and man, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. Corey, I wouldn't have thought that that movie would be, uh, in your likes, but, you know, good for you.
2: I'm going to bring back the sprinkler. It's not the name of the dance. Um, yeah, mm. it's one of them.
0: And by the way, <laughs> the the best sketch of that was when Jim Carrey was with them, as I think he was like yes. a cousin or something. Cousin. Um, that cousin. one was hilarious. Easily my favorite. And
1: it's, it was weird, because, I, like I said, it was on the other day, and I'm like, that's Richard Greco And
0: I'm like, because mm, yeah, they were obsessed this... with Grieco.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's how, what it had come to for Richard Greco.
0: So... <laughs> All right. Um, great. Uh, Corey, I like that pick, so good job. Um, mine is I'm going with a sports movie, um, and it's a sports movie from 2000, which, to be honest, I can't believe how old this movie is, and at the same time, I can't believe the year it came out, because the lead actor in this movie had just had a major film come out the year before, and it's The Replacements from 2000. Um <sighs> Starring Keanu Reeves, Gene Hackman, um, Brooke Langton, I guess, and then a lot of other people. It's got a big cast. We got Orlando Jones, Michael uh, Talaferro. Um, hold on, we got some other people. John Favreau, uh, Reese Iffens. I, I don't know if that's how you say right. it. And um, Brett Cullen is in some stuff. John Madden even shows up, which is pretty funny. Um, I, I loved this movie. Uh, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, the director is howard uh, dutch who did um some kind of wonderful no pretty pretty in pink he directed pretty in pink um he directed the whole 10 yards which is not good um well, what else do you got i feel like he did something else that's really good from the 80s hold on i'm still rolling down pretty in pink some kind, he did do some kind of wonderful i was right um and the great outdoors Wow. so he directed that and then he does the replacements which i think is severely underrated it's got a 30 on metacritic and i think a 41 on rotten tomatoes um, but I really connected with this movie so much, so that there is a sequence um, when, if you're not familiar with it, uh, the the fake version of the NFL. It's just you know for the movie they couldn't get licensing. Uh, the players go on strike, and rather than canceling the season or delaying the season, they get scab players. So they bring players up from like the minor leagues or even retired college players. They bring them in to keep the the season going. Hence the name of the movie, The Replacements, and Keanu Reeves. Is one of those replacements. Uh, I think Falco is his last name. I don't remember his first name, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. he's a quarterback and he's brought in. And uh, you know, you have kind of a major league vibe because you have all these players who really aren't good enough to be on the team, but they're all there. So you have like the rejects. And John Favreau is like an ex-cop, and he's a uh, real crazy, like former SWAT member, super funny in that movie, by the way. Um, and Falco, though, uh, I really like Keanu in this movie. I think this is one of his best performances. It, the character. It's, it feels like it's written for him So his, his kind of lack of emotion Works for the character rather than normal um, Where it feels like you know When he's inferno um, <laughs> That should be on your list, Corey uh, <laughs> I can't but, um,
1: uh, Whoa, I'm playing football
0: <laughs> But <laughs> there's a moment in this movie Where I actually I use this line All the time Because uh, they're asking What are you afraid of? Gene Hackman as the coach Which, by the way, I, I love this performance From Gene Hackman um, What are you afraid of? And Falco says, quicksand. And Orlando Jones starts to respond, like, oh, that's a scary mother. you just be walking in all of a sudden. you're. And Hackman's like, that's, I don't think that's what he means. And he's like, what does he mean, coach? He's like, why don't you ask him? And he responds like, quicksand. It's like when everything's going really well and you're not worried, everything seems like it's going fine, and then you make a mistake. And then you make another mistake and another mistake. And it's, you're in your own head and you're you're afraid and you don't think you can do it anymore. You're trapped like quicksand. And everyone in the room kind of gets somber and like the realization of this being how it works when you're everything's going well you feel great but the second mistakes start to pile up you start to doubt yourself and you start to fall deeper and deeper into it and i think that's a really great example for life and that's why you know in a movie that's essentially a comedy and there's some really silly parts and there's some you know goofy moments it worked for me and i i don't know how many times i've watched this it was at a point where if it was on tv i was going to sit and watch it um and i do have uh there's a soft spot in my heart for um Sports comedies, as I've already mentioned, Major League being a favorite film of mine, Um, and I considered putting Major League Two in this list, and then I thought about the replacements, because when you list the actors, yes, there's some good name, there's some big name actors, but Keanu doesn't usually get any respect, Um, this is one year after The Matrix, so more than likely he was filming this while The Matrix was doing its thing in the theater. Because I, I didn't realize how old this movie was, but um, if you like football movies and you've never seen it, I recommend it. It is a comedy. Remember that, and there's some really ridiculous parts where like they flip <laughs> his truck over and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's but it's it just works. Um, I, I enjoy the movie. It's one that I've seen, but and uh, Howard Deutsch is married to. Um, oh my god, my brain has gone completely dead. The – the girl from Back to the Future that I just saw in person that now I can... Leah think. Thompson. Thank you. Leah Thompson. And she made a joke about him because she's in Lucas, right? Um, what f- football movie is she in from the 80s? She's in something of a football movie from the 80s. I cannot think of what it is.
1: Was she in Lucas? I would have remembered her in Lucas.
0: If she's not in Lucas, it's another movie. But she said, like, um, her husband. She teases her husband all the time because her football movie did better than his football movie. Oh, and uh, and I was like, what football movie did he do? And that's when I was like, oh, it's The Replacements. That's great. Um, so that's my number five.
1: I wouldn't say that I would be ashamed of this one. Um, I, I'm not a big sports person, but this was one that I would agree I could sit and watch. Mm-hmm. And it, you'll see it every once in a while on 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 cable, uh, late
0: and yeah, th- just oddly enough, CMT plays this movie or at least they used to. This used to show up on the country channel like all the time. I don't know why. I don't know what about this film was appealing to them other than like the team is red, white, and blue. And uh, <laughs> but I don't I don't know. It just I remember yeah, watching. Yeah, well, defense. they
1: make some odd picks on CMT they as do. far as what they program sometimes and. But sometimes I want to watch it and it's not included in the package that we have, which is very odd. Fix that, Xfinity. First world problems.
0: Well, remember, though, uh, yeah, I had to add. You know what? CMT is included in a sports package, believe it or not. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's what I'm paying for. Right. Is it just if
2: football? Good old American fun? I... It might
0: be. It might be. But. Um, you know, like I said, my picks are predominantly – like, if I was talking to film critics, this would be one I wouldn't throw out as, like, oh, I love the – like, if they're like, oh, Rudy is such a great movie, I'm like, I oh, have you seen The
1: Replacements? Mm.
0: Like, I wouldn't – you know.
1: ne- I've never seen Rudy, though. I, it's a, you, but that's so weird, another John Favreau one.
0: Yeah, it is. uh Fav- Favreau shows up in a lot of stuff, too. Like, it's easy to overlook. You know, I just thought of another movie I wish I had put on my list um that has John Favreau in it. Dang it. um But hmm. – um. Anyways, I'll, get, I'll throw that in as an honorable mention since I didn't think about it till right now. But um, The Replacements, uh, it's one – again, it's number five. It's not like it's my number one, so I'm not the most embarrassed That's about true. it. But it's not one I throw out there as a film that I, I really enjoy. In fact, I haven't seen it in a while. and I don't even own it. Um, but I do, I do like that movie a lot, like easily have seen it dozens and dozens of times w- up there with the Major League. So.
1: Yeah, I don't know that – yeah, it's that, that would make a nice double feature, very mm-hmm. similar in theme –
0: and, tone. Uh, I don't know that I would be
1: ashamed of it. Yeah,
0: well I like so, I almost put Major League Two, um, because I think that one gets hated. That one mm, and I like that one. Mm-hmm. I like that one a lot.
1: Oh, you know, I'm um, taking a guess at the football movie that Leah Thompson, this is the only one I could find. All the right moves.
0: That must be it. She, that's probably it.
1: With Tom Cruise way back in the day. Yes,
0: that's definitely I, it. That's I remember her talking about Tom Cruise. Okay, there you go. Okay.
1: And then according to the trivia on IMDb, I was looking for the the Shane Falco well, not so much Shane Falco Shane as Ballet. much as uh Tom Cruise was offered – Tom Cruise. Keanu Reeves Ah. was offered a tryout with the Baltimore Ravens during filming. Wow. Isn't that crazy?
0: That's super crazy. Man. All right. Well, uh, Mike, we're back to you. We're at your number four. Um, Unless, Corey, you have anything to add to the replacement.
2: No, I also just didn't feel like that. (laughs) I can see where you're coming from maybe with, like, film critics. But I believe my mom and my brother love that movie. Not that they're really – big film people <laughs> but i remember hearing a lot not a lot but other people that love that movie too so
1: are they, are they big cmt fans
2: they love cmt <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Just
0: kidding. well then there's definitely going to be some movies that i could have replaced it with ironically enough so oh,
1: you need to get a replacement oh. for the replacements
0: number four Man. mike What Do-do-do. you got? <laughs>
1: all right i'm prefacing my selection by going what
0: no <laughs> oh wait whoa
1: are, Old friend Mock oh. Wahlberg is going to make an appearance on our list. And the film is 1996's Fear. Oh. So let's let's oh. look at the numbers 39% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.2 out of 10 on the IMDb. It's got a fair meta score at 51. So what's the bad? Because they're. Uh, <sighs> okay, well Isn't that the
2: one with Reese.
1: Reese Witherspoon, Mark mm-hmm. Wahlberg, William Peterson, Alyssa Milano uh are the four names that come to mind right off the top of the bat. Um but all right, we'll get to them. We'll get to them. It's it dives into what and I think you'll agree with me, Burke, what the fa- the fear that all fathers of daughters have. The bad boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But not only that, I mean I'm gonna steal and borrow from MST three K. He's not just bad, he's Bad, bad, bad. I mean, <laughs> bad, wrong. He's badong, even. Um, let's just go with some of the absurdities. There's an absolutely in- insane roller coaster, and I'll do these little air quotes, so I have to announce it, because you cannot see them. Love scene. <laughs> Awkward in so many ways. Uh, there's chest-thumping that mock does to implicate um, Reese Witherspoon's father, played by William Peterson, as having abused or beaten him up. Um, Alyssa Milano going back to the cast, and that's why I was actually going to name him. She plays uh, Reese Witherspoon's character's Nicole's best friend, which I don't think she knows what that word means because she kind of has a liaison with him. There's a whole scene where he lit uh, Mark Wahlberg's character lifts Alyssa Milano over his shoulder, very caveman like, smacks her on the bo- uh, on the bottom, and go they go upstairs, and she she's privy to it all, and then he's like, "What? No, you know." <laughs> kind of like that, pretty much. I mean, he could do the whole film that way. Yeah. Um, the, uh, there's, there's the horrific treatment of the family German Shepherd. I'm not. I, I'll leave that as enough said. Oh, Just man. know that if you are a fan of animals, it is horrifying. Uh, anyway, given all that, it's one that my wife and I still refer to. We're coming up on twenty years of marriage next month. We have we saw that together on the big screen, and uh, we still refer to it. There's still a little. Uh, she and I can never listen to Machine Head. As soon as Machine Head comes on by Bush, oh. uh, I, I I go into I start no matter what I, I pretend like I'm doing my mark my my best Mark Wahlberg, and I turn it up and she's like, oh, it's this, and I, that's it. I'm like a dog with a bone. I just run with it and I have not given up. So uh, same thing um, because in that absurd um, roller coaster love scene, which uh, I, it's just so awkward, the Sundays. Uh, from britain they do a cover of the rolling stones wild horses i can never listen to that song the same way because i'm always going to associate it with fear how they even got on that soundtrack i don't even know because it doesn't even fit with their catalog they're very folksy very if you don't know their work that just does not match fear i guess that's uh that's when you're part of a big label uh then you probably get associated with certain film and the deals are made for you i guess without much of a choice so to leave those bugs in your head that you won't be able to ever listen to bush's machine head or wild horses the cover or even the original but i I actually it's an instance where the cover is much better i think than the original rolling stones version it's stuck in uh i'm i'm a big fan of the sundays um it's stuck in my head and my psyche and enough that again though given who it is because you know i like to make fun and that was one of the best parts of seeing doug loves movies live Yep. when we saw him and
0: the mark Wahlberg. mark
1: Wahlberg, the the guy not real well, yeah it's but, not really know. him uh but it's just so that made that was it was already fun to begin with but that even added the extra icing on the cake so to speak or well, donut i've never seen more
0: sense. i've never seen fear um i remember my cousins i think liked it when we were in high school and i never had an interest in it um i think because and
1: that's okay you're a better person for it
0: yeah <laughs> i've heard references to the uh, roller coaster scene though um and, yeah, uh, I think that was my before I had seen a film with Mark Wahlberg that I liked. Because I, I liked the big hit, which I also probably could have put on this list now that I think about it.
1: That's that's not too bad. That's yeah. Not
0: too bad. Um, and I, but I think before that, I didn't take him seriously because he was, one, my cousins were big New Kids on the Block fans when we were kids. So <laughs> I knew he was a Wahlberg, and I knew of Donnie Wahlberg. And also he was Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Um, So I was like, yeah, right, I'm not watching a stupid movie with that guy. Um, so I think that's why I didn't see fear, but I'm not sure. But Corey, have you ever seen fear?
2: I have. I used oh, that's to two.
0: watch two for two. Yeah,
2: Damn it. Darn it. Sorry.
0: <laughs> um, okay.
2: I should have thought better about this list. I know. Um, I have seen it quite a few times. You younger than i should have been when i saw it and i remember <laughs> some of the um scenes i remember was it the dad found something in her room
1: oh possibly la, yeah la contra- contra- i like exceptions.
2: yes like i remember that stuff but first i'm not remembering like the roller coaster scene oh, you guys keep referencing really stuff like that so. oh
1: that, that's yeah, how much it, it hit you in that head it's been a long like,
2: time since i've seen it um and my mom i think my mom liked it and my mom let us watch it so i don't know but, yeah, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> parent uh, of the year. OK,
1: well, I mean, <laughs> I I know I like to make fun because I, there's some Mark Wahlberg films that are amazing. I am a huge The Other Guys fan. Yeah, me too. Uh, and, and I don't know that I'm ashamed of that. I'm OK I'm with that. Um, Boogie Nights was, whoa, it's like that's just crazy. Which, again, going back to Twin Peaks because Heather Graham is on Twin Peaks. Uh, it's just so, you know. But this one just – I'm not going around saying, hey, you know that one with the abusive boyfriend who's crazy? That's awesome. You need to watch that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, that, of course, the roller coaster scene, I think, too, makes it – the fact that we can't even mm. say what happens because we're, yeah. we're worried about our content. <laughs> um, no. Like, I mean, because it, it's not – it's, yeah, uh, definitely one to not talk about it with everybody. You know what I mean? So I could see that being a, a type of shame. Um all right.
1: I am ashamed.
0: Let's go to Corey's uh, number four.
2: My number four ha- is from 2004, and it has a whopping 44 on Meta Critic. Um, I'm not really ashamed that I like it, but I know that most people don't like it. Get ready. Um, M. Night Shyamalan's The Village.
0: Oh, well, crap. Oh. <laughs> I also yeah. like this.
2: I know that you like it. I And it's like I... People try to talk about things that don't make sense and there's no way this could happen and blah, 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 blah. And I don't even care.
0: I I don't like Uh, with with the most part when people use that argument for a movie. Like, oh, that can't happen. Like, it's a movie. Like, most movies can't happen. That doesn't mean they're not entertaining or good. However, I have to, I will admit, when I rewatched The Village not too long ago, it's not as good as I remember. Like, not necessarily the story, but the acting. I, I really thought some of the performances were not as Strong as I had memories of them being I still think it's a good movie though. I don't think it's The fact that people hated it I think it was more because they wanted what was advertised and that was maybe the first bait-and-switch trailer I can remember
1: Well, and it's tough given that he had such good films to begin with and with Mm -hmm. those twists that he had Yep to take that and you know now this is there's trademark. How do you continue with that? And I think People felt cheated and let down. I really did enjoy this. I, I enjoyed the twist. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I this one, and going back, to, I think didn't we just? Yeah, we just had this conversation at lunch. Yeah. I feel not only are Split and Unbreakable spoilers, Big spoiler. uh, Spring uh, are connected, but I feel like everything besides the Last Airbender. Although there might be a case that they're all in the Shyamalan universe.
0: A shared universe. Signs is still the one I have the most trouble. Um.
1: Uh, well, I could see that one being separate because it's not the Philadelphia, but you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, it could even uh, it could be like in the future or something that the aliens true, will come down. True. I suppose. Um, But, I mean, or, I could see Or that.
1: that would be another villain that the Dunn and any other, you know, super-powered Humans will have to deal with, but
0: because I mean, you could definitely I, argue that Haley Joel Osment's uh, ability to see dead people is a superpower. Um, mm-hmm. Thus, uh, yeah, it's definitely feasible. Um, I don't Lady in the uh, Water. I don't remember well enough to even try. I
2: feel like I need to give it another chance, but we saw that one in theaters, and I okay. that's where he lost me. And yeah, I mean, I feel like I need to give it another chance, though. But I love The Village. But I, and... I would
0: say uh, – not to, I didn't mean to cut you off, Gory, but I'm no. thinking like for you to be ashamed. I think pre-Split, um, I think a lot of us were mm-hmm. ashamed to admit mm-hmm. we like any M. Night Shyamalan movie except for Six Sense and Unbreakable um, because he had become well, well, so – Even,
1: let's say, pre-The Visit because I think that was his upward – yeah.
2: I liked The Visit and I know so that – So did we. So
1: did we. I, I did. That
0: John
2: didn't. I don't
0: like The Kid. I don't like the boy okay. in the movie. Okay.
2: I thought you okay. didn't like the twist either. The, I I saw it coming.
0: I saw it coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do feel like basic adulting is left out in order to make that <laughs> twist happen. That's me if I was a mom, though, John. Are you parents? There is pictures no pictures of, of your grandparents anywhere, anywhere that your kids would have seen. Like there is nowhere you wouldn't think to say, hey, "Hey kids, here's who's picking you up." Like not once, not once, Corey. Seriously. Once that, I...
1: that it, let's go back to the, it's a movie. I, <laughs> I agree because my kids have only, only have a precursory knowledge of their grandparents on my side of their family. Yes. There's no way that would have happened with Rachel's side of the family. With They would have known but I know that even as little as they were they're even now they're like, Hey, whatever happened to those people? Cause we just don't see my side of the family. A yeah. whole lot sad, sad to say, but they do have this kind of a, there's no mistaking. There's a relation with, with their their grandma on my side. Although I do think she might be a little crazy, like these
0: grandparents. Uh-oh. Ooh. Yep.
1: Maybe that's why I don't send them down there.
0: But uh, but ah. I I didn't hate the visit. I didn't love it as much as I like Split though. I really like Split quite a bit, um, particularly McAvoy in that movie. Um,
1: oh, just, mm, I'm so glad I finally finally watched it.
0: I can see The Village being uh, ashamed for that reason. And again, because there are a lot of people who, when you say, I like The Village, if they've seen it, they're going to be like, oh, you like that kind of thing. So definitely one that. And it's not one I'm willing to fight for, really. You know what I mean? Like, there are some movies that I will be like, no, you're just wrong. I don't care that you don't like it. You're the you're the one at fault here. The Village, I'm more like, oh, well, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me that's off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying you are, but that's how I that's mm-hmm. why I can see this being on your list because i I feel that way. It's I, I'll argue a little with for that one because I do like that one, but um, it's not one that I will like you know get into a heated discussion that someone is wrong over,
2: yeah, more like I would you know expect to be verbally abused but <laughs> I yeah. like it actually
0: mm-hmm. and so <laughs> that that's a type a of shame um all right,
1: wow, see Roger Ebert this is on his most hated list. so oh, wow, he must have had yeah, according to the yeah. Trivia, i didn't despise this movie i really got into it the end we're like oh again though i think tying back to the universe the reason they made their own village is because of all the evil they started seeing the mr glass events all that stuff mm. see do you yeah. see I, I think i could do it he's he's very limited he's i think he's limited himself come on shalaman you gotta talk to me we get we can make this
0: all right so my next movie my number four um it's on this list because there's a for two reasons it is a dumb comedy but two i tend to not let people know that i find pot comedies funny um um, because i want to talk to samson it's not it's not half fake no way i'm not ashamed Uh. of that movie i don't think that one's got too much um respect within my friend group this movie Uh, i don't even know how i came across it except that i was um, really, I've always been into rap music to some degree. Like, I'm not always a fan of it, oh. <laughs> um, but I went with uh, 2001's How High starring Method Man and Red Man, <laughs> um, which has a Metacritic score of 29 and a flick, uh, Rotten Tomato score of 27. Um, oh, I, the, let's, let's start with the premise. These two guys, uh, their friend dies um, and they take his ashes and make a strain of marijuana with his ashes in the soil and when they smoke it, uh, they're able to talk to their friend who is a ghost. And he helps them cheat to get into, I think, Harvard. But if it's not Harvard, it's another Ivy League school um, by basically telling them the answers to the test as only they can see him because only they have smoked his ashes. Um, and thus you have a premise of a movie that is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and of hmm. course, Method Man is a genius. Uh, so like he's not a genius in our traditional sense, but he's a genius when it comes to growing pot. And so uh, he sells pot to everybody there, and it is a series of stupidity after stupidity, but for some reason, I've always found it very funny. Um, I am a fan of Method Man and Red Man to some degree. I like some of their music. I don't love all of their stuff, but I do find them funny. And so despite the very low score, uh, I do... Now, I haven't seen this movie in a while, but I do own it. Um, I used to watch it quite frequently. It was this, half-baked. And uh, what's the other pot comedy that I find very entertaining? There's a third one that I kind of have always thought of as like the pot trilogy. Um, as it... mm, Days I and Confused? Do? I mean, Days and Confused, yes. But Days and Confused is a very well-made, respected movie. So, no, it's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. And it's not even – like, there's humor in it. But it's not centered around the marijuana where, like, Half-Baked and How High are completely reliant on the, the weed to make the jokes work. Um, I mean, ho- this whole plot is built around marijuana. <laughs> like, it doesn't exist if they don't smoke their friend's ashes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's that pivotal to the, the no, story.
1: Harold and Kumar.
0: Ah, uh, that might be it actually. Yes. uh Because okay. th- the whole premise is they have the munchies and mm-hmm. you get wise <laughs> Um. So yeah, that would be the third one. So, uh, I, although the, those get worse with their. That's actually the only pot comedies that have sequels, though, if I'm not mistaken. Um, because there's no How yeah. High Two. Um. Oh, well, Friday too, but Fridays, again, it's well regarded by many, but it's still mm-hmm. centered around pot. That was the other one, which I just rewatched the other night. But um, How High? That's my pick. Have either of you ever seen How High?
1: I have actively avoided it, but maybe I'll give it a chance. And you were right. It was supposedly set in Harvard with US- UCLA taking place. Mm. It is only two bits of trivia. That's shameful. That's crazy. That is crazy. And the the other bit of trivia was talking about some of the sound production, um, and the wow. one was about the Harvard being this played being the, uh, sub subbed in UCLA subbed in for Harvard. In any case, no, I've not watched it. So, but still, the idea I, I'm trying to imagine you <laughs> d- d- really sitting down and enjoying how high.
0: Yeah, uh, but, but like
1: an afro, some afro man.
0: Listen, though, like <laughs> Fred Willard's in this movie, like Mike Epps, sort of, like, is that their Bob Saget, um, they, you know, they have casting s- kind, kind of he's he's something with the school like he's one of the administrators or something like <laughs> that. Um, there's even, um, there's the love story in the movie, uh, revolves around, um, like there's a, I can't think of her name, um, oh, and we even have the mom from Friday shows up in this too, actually, but. Um, man, I can't even like. It's been so long since I watched it. I can't remember who the 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 love interest is. It is. I thought it, it's Lisa Turtle from Freaking Saved by the Bell. Lark Voorhees. Oh, Lark Voorhees. No! yes yeah, here. Uh, she shows up in it, and she's I think Method Man's uh love interest, and Red Man has a love interest of as well. She hasn't
1: done a whole lot.
0: There's a guy named I Need Money. This movie's stupid funny. I'm sorry. Like I'm as I'm like looking at character names, I'm remembering like bits, and it's hilarious. Um, because
1: Spalding it, Gray is in this. I'm telling you, dude, wow.
0: it's it's a surprise movie that you wouldn't necessarily think would be funny, but it is. And um, there's even, there's Scrubs. some commentary on like uh, <laughs> there's uh, um I can't say his name Abba Baba, Tunde.
1: Abba Baba Tunde.
0: Um, he plays a um he's I think he's the dean of Harvard. So obviously he's African American, <laughs> and he but he is portrayed as this like. You know, privileged white guy, even though he's not like, and that's kind of there's they play <laughs> he's on like, that.
1: Uncle, uncle, uh, it from Fresh Prince,
0: yes. And but as the movie goes on, he starts to get a little more like his the street side of him shows up. And that this is not, you know, I'm not making this up. That's the character that they develop in the movie, and it's it's ridiculous and it's just stupid and it's enjoyable. It's one I don't even remember how I came across this movie. Um, I just <laughs> I know I own it. It's sitting, I can see it right here on my shelf as I'm looking over um so it's still uh, here
1: I, I won't say it but you need to scroll down whenever you get a chance to see patrice fisher's character's name or how she's oh, okay. accredited in oh, this I'm she's looking. further down on the list you'll see that garrett morris from saturday night live is in this um it's got a cast knows. yeah it does oh, it's got geez. a cast so maybe <laughs> i'll have to we'll have to make a uh uh, uh, uh herb trilogy night of some sort but uh, i vote for dazed and confused in there somewhere
0: yep and i gotta say uh the director is um jesse dylan and uh i've n- i've never heard of his name before but i'm looking at his movies and i've seen several um and another one that almost made my list was kicking and screaming the will Ferrell <laughs> movie. and uh i gotta say that movie gets hated on from what i've heard recently actually i like that movie <laughs> like I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's, it's a kid Will Ferrell movie, which is unusual, right? And it's got that Mike Ditka is in it. And um another really, oh, my God, I can't think of his name. um he is, Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall is his dad in the movie. Like, Duvall mm. is a, you know, he's in The Godfather, for the love of goodness. This guy is a great actor.
1: And Mike Ditka.
0: Yeah, Mike Ditka uh, is, is the neighbor of Robert Duvall's character. And he ends up being the assistant coach. And he plays himself. He plays Mike Ditka. And oh my gosh. It is great. And he gets, Will Ferrell gets a coffee addiction that, because of Mike Dicka, because he's like, all coaches drink coffee. And he never had coffee. And then he just it's like crazy addicted to it, which becomes just, it's a stu- another stupid funny movie. So apparently, Jesse Dillon really good at making stupid funny movies for me, um, including American Wedding, which is probably my least favorite of the American Pie movies. But, um, well, American Reunion is probably the, my least favorite. But um, that's my number four. We took way too long with that. I apologize. Let's go into. Uh, Mike's number three.
1: I think I'm getting a contacts thing. Cause oh, I'm gonna geez. get the munchies in a minute. Now that we <laughs> talked about all this. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> let's get some snacks. All right. So um, before I even get to the title, sometimes there's films that um, their messages work so well where you don't you're not left feeling like you've been patronized or pandered to or kind of hit upside the head. Um, this is not one of those films. This is from <laughs> 1972, uh, called Silent Running. Starring Bruce Stern, um, it is so heavy-handed that um, you feel like—and I think this is from Snake Eyes, the Nicolas Cage movie—that you've been hit upside the head with uh, gloves that have been soaked in mercury. Not the gloves so much, but they had something where that it gave an additional weight to gloves. Oh. Don't get You're safe, good. but anyway, uh, that's the one-two punch, kind of the olden But So there's no there. There's a definite message. There's a definite green movement. Uh, message in there but it's it's not done with any subtlety in w- any way whatsoever uh, there's Joan Baez song in the film now this you gotta understand this film Silent Running if you don't know it um, I think it was also an inspiration for a Mike and the Mechanics song in the 80s but I, I gotta dig that up I could be wrong about that uh, it's sci-fi and to think it's so odd I mean it's way it predates Star Wars by five years and it was definitely kind of on its doing its own things. So the stats, 67% fresh, which actually surprised me a lot on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. 6.7 out of 10 IMDb ratings. I could uh, I could not dig up a meta score on it. Uh, there's a couple of mine that did not have meta scores.
0: Yeah, they have to have enough critics. And they, it, as an older yeah. movie, it's less likely.
1: Yeah, and it's tougher to watch because uh, I remember seeing TV broadcast of it. Uh, I'd like to own it because there's it, it does have a good message. It's this, it's like the Fern Gully of sci-fi, you know. Because uh-huh. I, I feel, oh. but I know Fern Gully has its has its fans. But I, or even worse, let's say the Dances of Wolves of sci-fi <laughs> or Avatar,
0: Avatar. Oh, Avatar, of, go with Avatar. So way,
1: Avatar is uh-huh. sci-fi. Um, anyway, um, so you know that's the first one on my list that has a fresh rating, but it's I wouldn't say it's totally fresh. Uh, it's effects were just okay by 1972 standards uh bruce stern's character's name is freeman lowell his character is totally unsympathetic or at least seeming to me because all the other guys they're they're on a ship and it's a fleet of ships that has you can see not quite i want to say the american airlines logos and it's definitely the kind of product placement like and some of them have biodomes with different environments and this is what Earth is left behind. It's so polluted on Earth that they sent different areas up to kind of be capped. to be, you know, um, maybe hopefully replant in the future. And so most of the guys just don't really care about it as much. And there's definitely some goofing around and they run over some gardens, which Bruce Stern's character flips out on him because he takes it very seriously. And I get that. But, I mean, he flips out on them, and and he ends up actually murdering them um, because they're called called back home. They get the call back and for them to dump their biodomes, nuke them, and head back. And he wasn't going to have any of it. So it kind of goes from there because that happens pretty early Mm -hmm. in the film. Um, He has three companions because he is really – there's no female lead. It's just him and these three little droids, which the crazy part of it – I remember this. I'm like, how did they do this? They had amputees, and so they were only their torsos and their arms, and they put them in the droid. And when you see the droid, they're these little triangular droids, and I wondered for the longest time how they do that, and that's how they did it uh, because there was definitely no CGI back then. Um, so, uh, basically, it's a be kind to your planets, the only one we've got, and the other important thing to know is light plants mm. need light to survive. That's a huge spoiler, I have to tell oh, you. Oh man, spoiler! It's a major yeah major major plot point in it i feel like
0: this movie could have been a prequel to the happening um like uh, what the Plants take back uh, God, i hate that movie well uh, no um the happening i got to say so this bad. particular top 5 list more than any other one and th- by the way i don't think i mentioned this is episode 50 guys we've done this for <gasps> 50 weeks um what, what? In two weeks, we will have our one-year anniversary of top five movies. Donny,
1: we we need to listen to this podcast. They're almost a year.
0: But um, in out of fifty episodes, I don't think I've ever added so many things to my honorable mentions while we were doing the podcast. I just thought of three (laughs) movies because of a a phrase you said in this last uh, pick. I won't say what they are yet, but I just I was like, holy crap! How did I not think of those movies that I like a whole lot that I know I don't want to. So um, I know
1: I, I really do love this one. I just don't bring it up one because nobody will know. There's not. It's like uh, I'd be. It'd be like uh, Mr. Spock and Dr. McCoy trying to talk about death. They they'd have no reference point. I don't think I'm. I don't know anyone else that has seen this. Uh,
0: man, I, I've never heard of it. That's for sure. Um, all right, uh, and Corey, I assume you also have not seen this movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, I assume I
0: correct. Seen it. And Mike assumes correct this time because he doesn't expect us to know this one. So all right, <laughs> let's go. Uh, Over to Corey for her number three.
2: Dun dun dun. Okay. My number three is from 2001 and it has a whopping Metacritic score of 20.
0: (laughs) Oh.
2: Yeah. This might be the lowest one, actually. I'm looking over.
0: Um, My number Joe one Dirt. is lowest. Oh, <laughs> God! I love Joe Dirt. We just <laughs> had
1: the Joe Dirt, uh, interaction
2: the other day. I do too. And um, so I I like David Spade a lot. I've kind of lost track of him. um yeah,
0: He's had a pretty solid career, other than his Adam Sandler stuff.
2: Yeah, and um, I like follow his Instagram and stuff and. Um, so I see that he's still working and stuff, but I just haven't kept up with him, and I just remember being really sad when Chris Farley died because they worked hmm. together so frequently, and I didn't know, you know, um, what would be happening there. But I love Joe Dirt. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. It's ridiculous. Some of my favorite
0: he... Christopher Walken oh, quotes come from this movie. <laughs> like, I love, is your mother so bang
2: get her so that it's so stupid and somehow he lands this really beautiful girl and then he thinks it's his cousin (laughs) it's just so ridiculous
0: uh um it's jamie it's jamie i can't think of her last name it's jamie something
2: Um, i want to say presley Presley. yeah
0: that's who i was thinking too but it doesn't sound right because i was like i was thinking jason Priestley, and that's Priestley, not presley so it must be presley but
1: um Oh, go ahead. I, I've got to. I've got to admit, I can't really pass that ju- judgment. I've never seen it. I know a couple of the lines. Really? So I'm like, the check one, check two. Yeah. Um. That that's about it. I, I avoided it. I, I get a feeling that I would like it.
0: Oh, but it's I've funny. Never watched it. uh, Dennis um, Miller plays a radio host, and that's actually the the framing of the story is that, um, he's a janitor at this radio station, and Dennis Miller sees him and is like, "Oh my God, you got you got to let me interview you," because he's making fun of his mullet, basically, and then they all actually end up really being compelled by his life story and it's it's yeah it's it's a movie and I, probably one of the worst things about this movie is Kid Rock is in it Um as, uh, as an actor does actress. he keep saying his name over and over again? no he doesn't because he's not playing Kid Rock he's <laughs> acting uh, and it's bad oh. but, um, but there's some really funny parts it's really dumb and David Spade is doing like Probably the most stereotypical like white trash character he could have thought of, <laughs> but it's it's freaking funny. It, I haven't seen it and in a while, but they did make a second one.
2: They did. It came out in 2015, and I was gonna mention that it's called Beautiful Loser, and it wasn't as good as Joe Dirt, but it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. You know, 14 years later,
0: and I believe it came out through Crackle, which is another streaming service that at the time mm-hmm. I think Adam Sandler had a contract with. Because I think it's a Happy Madison production, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, I would imagine. Yeah, but first one, I, I, and, but I agree, Corey. This isn't one I brag about knowing, even though I, I quote this movie way too often. Like, there's a the one guy who's in a lot of the Sandler flicks. Um, he's he's reprising his character from Waterboy, actually, where he speaks with that like really incomprehensible speech, and he's like, oh, yep. he says, "Home is where you make it," and he's like, "You like to see homos naked?" And he's like, "No, no, 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 home is where you make it." And um, you can't understand him. And he's like, all right, man. All right. And then he walks away. He's like, I see him almost naked. I don't care. That's his business. There's a Silence of the Lambs reference in this movie um, where he was kidnapped by Buffalo Bill. (laughs) Like, it's the whole. He's in the pit (laughs) and everything. Yes, dude. It is so ridiculous. Where
2: was, like, he's, the whole thing is he's trying to find his family. And they, where did they leave him at? The Grand Canyon? Yep. As a kid, they abandoned him.
0: Yep. And so he's just, he's never seen his mother and dad, and that's what, um, his name, his family's name isn't Dirt, like, their last, his name is actually Joe Dirt, like, that's his name, and his family's name isn't Joe Dirt, but his, uh, dad named him Joe Dirt instead of their actual last name, because he was messed up, so, because he was born without the top of his skull, and so his mom put a (sighs) wig on it, and it fuses with his brain. That's why he has a permanent mullet. It's, it's so stupid, but it's so funny, um. I can't and believe you're just I, I know pulling the, for
2: him the whole time.
0: Yeah, you are 'cause it's it's such a like underdog story. You're just like, Oh my god, <laughs> something please go right for this guy. Like, <laughs> He's
2: so nice.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, there's so many oh. things I quote from that freaking movie and I, I know it 'cause it used to be they used to play on Comedy Central like all the time and I if it was on I would just have it on while I was like doing homework and stuff. So I, I know this movie very well. Um all right, let's move on from Joe Dirt <laughs> into my number three, and I'm gonna do a little prefacing with mine. I went through a big fan of martial art movies when I was in like middle school and high school, and so while I was making this list, I was pulling up old old uh, kung fu or even not even kung fu movies, just martial art movies that were pretty bad, but I loved. Like one, this is not my number three. These are just a few like precursors that I could have picked for my number three, um, the Last Dragon, which uh, has a character named Bruce Leroy. So it was like a black exploitation film. Uh, Show Nuff was um, the villain in the movie. And I used to watch it all the time. Um, There's a movie called Only the Strong, which was Dangerous Minds meets Capoeira. Um, So a guy is brought into a troubled high school and uh to help you know bring these kids who are like gangbangers out of it he does that by teaching them the brazilian martial arts uh dance capoeira (laughs) and uh (laughs) it's the guy who is the lead is now um he was the i can't think of what the term was but on uh iron chef america he was the the main like oh my gosh the guy uh mark dakakis i think is his name um uh and, yeah, so those movies were, were potential. And one more, before I say my actual number three, was Rapid Fire, with, uh, which is, like, the only other <sighs> Brandon Lee movie. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't know. That one's – that one. do not be ashamed of Brandon but Lee.
0: Some people are critically against that movie, though, and that's where it comes from. But my movie so, that I did They don't have pick, sense. <laughs> um, it has a 58 on Metacritic, and it has a 34, though, on Rotten Tomato, um, which is – that's a huge difference between those two ratings. But um, – is not only is this a bad martial art movie in many people's eyes or at least not necessarily the martial arts are bad but the movie itself is kind of silly and ridiculous but it's also one of the first video game movies that i remember and this is 1995's mortal Kombat. um i i remember seeing this in the theater opening weekend and the new line cinema logo coming on and you hear uh i think it was scorpion get over here and the crowd erupted because we were all huge mortal Kombat fans Um, I love this game I've been talking about this game a lot lately because I'm playing Injustice 2 right now and so uh, I'm all about the Mortal Kombat games I've played all of them I've owned all of them and um, I I used to play them in the arcade every week and so when this movie came out there was so much excitement and I still it's funny because I hear people talk about how bad it is and I'm just like I love that movie still like um, Christopher Lambert who is most famous as The Highlander you have Robin Shaw Who is Luke Kang who is then later In Beverly Hills Ninja with Chris Farley um, Lyndon Ashby, Ashby As Johnny Cage which he had a TV series After this movie where he was like a spy And I loved it and recorded it and they Only did like three episodes and it got cancelled But I was because I was such a fan of him from this Movie um, then you have Bridget Wilson uh, Sampras who this is her second Movie on this top five by the way um, as Sonya Blade because she's in Billy Madison uh, you know, it's it's a movie. You get Scorpion, you get Sub-Zero, you get some really cool fight scenes. But the premise, I think, to movie critics especially, feels stupid. But if you're a game fan, this is one of the truest video game adaptations that exists. I mean, and keep in mind, there was no real story in Mortal Kombat because it was the old school fighting system where you had a tier and you would start at the bottom and you'd work your way to the boss. And there was some loose story of like, this character's from this clan and he's here to prove himself in Mortal Kombat. But to turn that into a movie was a bit of a challenge, and I felt like they did a pretty solid job. It's not perfect. There's definitely things where, like, why did they bring this guy art into the movie all of a sudden? Um, I also want to note, of all of the movies on my list tonight, um, this is the only one where I also read the novel adaptation of the movie. Oh, man. Whoa. Twice. Twice I read that book when I was <laughs> in middle school. Um, and probably one of the few novels that I read while I was in high school and middle school. Um, and it's it's quite different. And I remember vividly, the differences because I was so. I read the book before the movie came out and went in and was like, hey, that's not how the fight happens in the book. You can bet I was the only person saying that about Mortal Kombat, the <laughs> movie. So it's. This movie's a chip. <laughs> one that I am ashamed to be such a fanboy of um, because, again, uh, it's not considered to be great. And of course, it had one of the worst movies ever as a sequel. Uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation oh. is an atrocity to film this one not as bad not as bad there's some there's some moments that are bad but it's still enjoyable i i'll watch it now and i love the soundtrack to this movie still um and i was a martial artist when i was in high school i took i i'm a red black tip in taekwondo before i quit and there were many many a training sessions put to the soundtrack of this movie so lots of things to be ashamed of with this film for me there you go out there on front street mortal kombat 1995
2: (laughs) i haven't seen the movie but i played the game
0: Never seen the movie. All right, Mike. I no. feel like you've seen this, buddy.
1: Well, we just watched it, my son and ah. I, for the last couple of weeks, and he proceeded. Hey, um, there's another one of this. Mm, no, I tried to talk no, there's about not. It, he was, and no, he wasn't having it. I'm like, no, please, no. I'm like, all right, well, you know,
0: well, one. Christopher he's Lambert's seen, not in it.
1: <laughs> no, he's not in it. Um, Bridget Wilson Sampras is not in either. it. Um, yeah, and that character, he he liked to. But I'm like, I told him because Rachel and I went to see it. And I remember that mm-hmm. ele- the electric techno. Te- 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 I'm like, <gasps> we were all the we were there. We might have even been at the same showing for all we know. It's possible. Um, and when you know when that voice, because they got, I felt they got it right. This is not a perfect movie at all. It's not, but it's infinitely better. than John Claude Van Damme's Street Fighter. Oh, infinitely, which was a, 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 a it's was a sad. Way for Raul Julia to and his career, yeah. oh, because man. I think he died
0: right after, long. maybe yeah, from shame.
1: Right. Yeah, in the middle of it, I, I know he was sick, and um, man, that was just garbage. And I think I remember, uh, I didn't even see that in the theater. I do not think did. anyone saw that. I theater. saw
0: it, Lux and Movies Dollar mm-hmm. theaters. but saw it. In the yeah, theater. that's about all it was worth. I just um, again, this list, man, you just reminded me how much I loved old Van Damme movies, Kickboxer, Bloodsport. Like <laughs> those could all oh, be yeah, 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 on my shame list. Um, cause I, well, even like Lionheart, uh, like I, to be fair, I, at one point was such a Van Damme fan that if he was on a movie, I was going to go see it, hence street fighter. So, um, yeah, so I've come a long way as a movie watcher <laughs> since I was a kid, but, uh, enough about me. Let's get into one of your, uh, what are we on? Mike, number two, what do you got?
1: All right. I'm actually, I was in the process of switching my number one because something has reminded me. So mm. let me get back to our, our work at hand here. Uh, Again, I'll preface mine, and you'll be able to—you should be able to pick it up. Would you like to know more? Click here. (laughs) All right, so here we go. Starship Troopers, 1997, 63% fresh rating from Rotten Tomatoes, which kind of surprised me. Me too. Was a lot higher. 7.2 out of 10, IMDb rating, a 51 Metascore—all numbers that are not too shabby. Um, I've got to admit, this is one of the few films that I've actually told people to shut up in, because I know my wife i've dragged her to a lot of film um this one she's forgiven me a lot the only one she really hasn't forgiven me for too much was uh thin red line but we won't talk about that Um uh, terrence fallack is this one i could tell she was already agitated and i i know was a couple of teens behind me and i put up with it put up with it and i finally just got up and told them and uh what well, the funny part behind that is well one you can't do that really anymore Although I just did that at Power Rangers very recently. <laughs> but the, the parents of the kids see, I told you. I told you. And I'm like, you should have told them more strongly. Um, anyway, I don't know what it was. I think they were riffing or just having a conversation. And this is, again, not highbrow cinema. Uh, it's, you know, it's I don't know what they were doing, but they were just aggravating me and I was done with it um bad acting galore, uh, gore galore all over the place bugs all over the place dialogue that's just laughable
0: neil patrick, all harris. Sorts of
1: Neo patrick harris um dina meyer denise uh, richards Ka-
0: hmm? denise richards
1: denise richards uh casper Van Dien, uh mm-hmm. you know it's
0: i know uh, it's uh oh, oh my god i can't think of his name um the, son, the or, son of the dude with Gary Busey's son, um, Jake Busey.
1: Jake Busey <laughs> with his plastic, his neon violin. Yep. Um There's all sorts of things to love in it. It's slam-packed with action. Oh. I'm sure if I'd read the book prior to it. I just realized or I saw two of your it.
0: movies, so I I, I won.
1: <laughs> oh, you win. Oh, oh, Yay. Yeah. You're the big wiener. I mean, winner. Um, <laughs> I, I probably have a lot more sour taste in my mouth about it than I had if I had read the book. It's definitely. I think the numbers reflect its transcendence into cult status.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I'm not alone in my like of the film. No, honestly, it's not one that I'm, I'm vocally sharing with as anybody is, as soon as I meet them.
0: Dozens of animated movies from this franchise, though. There's like five or six mm-hmm, animated mm-hmm. stories that um, I
1: think stayed more true to the the book, the uh, book and story. Yeah, but don't mess with the direct-to-video sequels. One of which had uh, Jolene Blaylock from Enterprise. Um, yeah don't mess with those but like I said I'm not out there vocally sharing it with everybody I meet as soon as possible I gotta get to know you first and then we can yeah. see if I, you like this or not
0: I really wish I was the kid you yelled at because I saw that in the theater I don't think it was me though but that would have been really funny like hey wait that's how we met um, <laughs> uh, I, that would I, have been funny I did like this in the theater I think I've seen it maybe three times though um, it does not it's not one that I would say like I'm a big fan of I did come across this. so I was doing research like we always do. Um, I already kind of had my list, but I was trying to like, I'm like, is there stuff I'm forgetting? Which apparently, yes, there's tons of movies that I was forgetting. But um, I saw that on a list. I'm like, I'm not, I don't love it enough to say that it's in my top five by any means. Because again, I haven't watched it. I don't own it. I did have a roommate, though, who was a big fan of it and had like all of those other movies. I think he had the straight to DVD remakes and the animated ones. Because I know one of them came out when we were living together and he was like pre-ordered it, was ready to have it kind of thing and this is going back before I met Kathy so like 13 14 years ago so whatever number they're up to now I have no idea but um yeah definitely uh de- like you said it's it's become a cult classic um it's campy it's ridiculous some of the like the propaganda commercials they have are really mm-hmm. funny um it's it's actually pretty well made it's just um I think it might have even been a little ahead of its time because people didn't know what to make of it because it it has it kind of has has like Evil Dead 2 tone you know where it's like the bugs are scary. Like they're. Horrifying. Oh yeah. Um, in fact, two of th- when we did our top five aliens last week, two two different uh, top. M- what is it? Mojo. I can't think of what. M- not box office mojo, but there's some kind of YouTube channel with mojo in the name. I can't think of what it is right now. But they do top five lists on occasion. Mojo box office or something. Well, no, because that's box office mojo. Um, it's mojo oh, or something. Oh, sorry. Um, but it's uh, they had two different alien lists, and on both of the lists, they had an alien from. Um, this movie that now all of a sudden I can't think of what it's called. <laughs>
1: uh, Starship Troopers.
0: Yes, there, there you go. Man, my brain totally just like, nope, you don't know anything. Um, but so yeah, uh, and I, I, remember a lot of this movie. It's it's slow though because we start with them like graduating high school before they join the Marines and then.
1: Well, I think they're in the middle of the battle scene and then they flash back
0: okay you're right you're right but it it does like it it drags at times right and it, there's the big love story like between denise richards and is it romeo is his name or something like that right it's um it is uh, rico rico no johnny rico rico okay i knew it started with an r um yeah and yeah it, it's you know it's there and it's the long distance relationship and then that not working out like it i can see why one would be ashamed to admit liking this movie but at the same time i think there's a lot to like about it so totally get it
1: i wish verhoeven was still doing films i don't i'm digging through his filmography here because i mean when he was doing the original robocop oh my gosh and um oh gosh he did showgirls which i, I think is on my honorable mention mm. told the original total recall i don't know maybe we had that. outgrown him his sensibilities
0: It's possible. It's definitely possible. Corey, have you ever seen uh, Starship Troopers?
1: Bits
2: and pieces. I've never sat and watched the whole thing.
0: Well, there you go. Sorry, guys. Corey's not in on this movie. Um, Bye. All right, Corey, what do you got for your number two?
2: This this one I expect to get a lot of hate about. Oh. So I grew up during MTV's heyday, back Uh when they played music and music videos. And I loved the VJs a lot. And my personal favorite was Polly Shore.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> Damn, <boy. laughs> yes. Um, it's,
2: it's 1993, Son-in-Law. No, forever. hold on. Hold yes. on. I what? just
0: added this to my honorable mentions. This is one of the movies. When Mike said the phrase biodome, it made <laughs> me think of Polly Shore's biodome, which is also on my honorable mentions list because I like that movie, too. I love Polly Shore. So, In the I... Army Now, Son-in-Law, Biodome, and Ceno Man all just added to my honorable mentions because I love Injury all four. Injury Duty? I don't love Jury Duty. Jury Duty's awful.
2: <laughs> um, and Encino Man.
0: I said Encino Man. Love Encino Man. That's oh, a- I'm sorry. Sorry. No, sorry. No. That VHS um, was rewatched many, 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 many times. Son in law. Son in law, though, has Tiffany Amber Th- uh, Thiessen, who was Kelly on Save by the Bell. So, childhood crush. So, very easy to love Son in Law as a movie. And
2: super weird, but I. I just really loved Paulie Shore, but um, I couldn't actually find a Metacritic on this one, so nice I had price. to dig a little deeper. You know, where, um, on IMDb they have uh like the links to the critic scores. Yeah. And Roger Ebert gave it two stars. Destin Howe from the Washington Post made it a point to call it dumb many many times.
0: Oh man. <laughs>
2: I counted, I think three or four. But um, I still love this movie. I. I think it's fun. I think it's funny, and yeah. But I know that like uh, one of my cousins is like, "Oh my God, Polly Shore," and I'm just like, I can't even talk to you about it, you know. But um, yeah. So my number two son-in-law.
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it would be a shame. It, if we were if we wanted to be take, you know. A lot of people pretty,
2: hate Polly Shore. Yeah,
1: a lot of people. Yes, hate it. yes, I get that. But um, I think a lot more people hate Carrot Top. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I, if you're going to, you know, if we're going to say that, um, wasn't there Poli Shore's dead? Polly Shore's not. Yeah. Yeah, the Poly Shore Shore's dead, and it has a bunch of uh,
2: celebrities giving. Um, I haven't seen it in a really long time, but I remember Fred Durst, and I'm like, who is Fred Durst to be talking smack about anybody? But yeah.
0: I think they mm-hmm. were they were all his friends, though, I think, that were mainly talking crap about him, because I, he is in a, I think he's in a Limp Bizkit video, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe Faith, because Faith is a lot of, like, backstage footage. Um, oh. I, it's, if we I've, were going to do I an know, episode on music, Limp Bizkit would be, like, number one of bands that I love that I'm ashamed to admit that I love. So, just throwing that out there, since we're doing this today. Um <laughs> But uh, I I don't know like Biodome I think is is a worse movie than Son-in-law.
1: Absolutely yes, definitely. But I still love
0: it. It's so funny. I I laugh <laughs> when they do the when they sniff each other's farts and tell each other what they had for lunch. It is so dumb, but I laugh every single time. <laughs> dig a little uh, deeper oh my god so I, I could probably have done top five paulie shore movies in order of what I um, like done.
1: all of the, his movies yeah though. well he's only got like yeah, five i would have spotted your <laughs> team i think
0: yeah yeah but um yeah because i do I, I in the army now is probably the one i like the least to be honest but um that was mentioned today because you brought up uh what's her name Lori petty Lori petty who is uh in in the army now Um, And Andy Dick, who is his best friend in that movie. And uh, I think the introduction to me as a kid of who Andy Dick was. um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, his movies are stupid funny. I totally get why Um, son-in-law like there's a scene where he's trying on chaps, but he doesn't put underwear on. So he's just got his butt. (laughs) Like there's so many stupid things
2: even right when he gets off of the plane when they go to visit her family and he like is on the dirt and he's like acting ridiculous i don't even know what words to use but he's talking about middle america it, i don't know yeah oh.
0: yeah 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 and he like surfs on like he's like pretending to surf on the dirt if i'm not mistaken <laughs> yeah there's so many little things in that movie and there's there's some contrived like you know conflict and things like that are are a little dumb and um, but for the most part, I love that movie. And then, um Encino Man though is my favorite for sure. Um, and you have some big name actors in that Brandon Frazier, which apparently that is how you say his name by the way. It's not Frazier. It's Frazier. Um, and what? Yeah, I just Douglas movies just had this discussion. um the other day, apparently, that is true. And then, um, why can't I think of the guy's name? He's freaking uh, he's in he's Rudy, and then he is Sam Juan um Sean,
1: Sean Ashton, Scott. Yes.
0: Is it, oh. I added the last name, didn't I? It's not there. It's Sean Ashton. He's in *Inception*. Like you have this pretty strong cast, and then here's Polly Shore, um, being Polly Shore. I still <laughs> quote. Weasel. I quote. I think all of those movies a little bit. Um, in fact, funny story. Um, one of the things I'm planning on doing this summer is I let my seniors pick movies for me to watch. Uh, I, I think I had 26 of them actually taking me up on the challenge. Of giving me a movie to watch, and most of them pick movies that they love. Three or four kids pick movies that they hate. Biodome was one of them. And jokes on them, <laughs> I love that movie. So <laughs>
2: what was the second
0: one? Uh uh Super Mario Bros., which is not on my list because I do not love oh, the movies.
2: That, that, that was uh,
0: beautiful. Uh, That's like questing like ago. Another joke on them though, I've seen super super Mario Bros. I can sit through it. It's not so bad. Um mm. it is bad, but I can sit through it. So and I do like John Lake Wazamo in almost everything that he's in including the stupid movie The Pest. Let's move I like on the to The Pest. I like The Pest. Most people think it's stupid, but I agree. Um my number 2 um may have I may have another little thing on this one. Um I'm I didn't used to be ashamed to admit that I like this movie. It's only because of the flux of this type of movie that have made people say this one is one of the worst and it hurts me inside because I'm willing to bet that on all three of our lists, this is the only movie that has a tat- I have a tattoo of on my body. Um, and so that says something because not only now do I have to not mention this movie in terms of conversations, um, but I have it uh, tattooed on me because I was such a fan of this movie and I still like it. And more particularly, I like Thomas Jane in this movie and as this character, mm-hmm. which is 2004's The Punisher. Um, it has a 33 Metacritic score and a... 29 Rotten Tomato score, um, and I blame John Travolta for that because um, I do think he's the worst part of the movie. But um, I saw this movie during the hurricanes in 2004 on uh, DVD, and I loved it. I was I was going through some stuff. I definitely connected with this character um, in a big way. Like I felt alone, um, and we I, I had a group of friends at the time that we used to. Um, we one of the, us went to Universal and they he bought everybody a shot glass with a Marvel character on it. And I was Captain America. He bought me a Captain America because I was the Boy Scout. I was the goody two-shoes. I was the one who didn't break the rules. I didn't do drugs. And I was cool with that. When that friendship ended with that whole group, I felt alone. I felt betrayed. Like, all of my family was gone. And then I watched The Punisher, and I was like, yes, that is me now. I am The Punisher. And I clicked with this character on a way. I knew the character. I even saw the Dolph Lundgren one when I was a kid. Um, yeah, that's a bad one, but I'm not going to defend that one. I don't like that one. I still like this movie. Um, Kevin Nash as the Russian. You get John Travolta playing, you know, hamming it up quite a bit. But I thought Thomas Jane was a fantastic Punisher, so much so that if you haven't seen uh, the short on YouTube called Dirty Laundry, you should check it out. It's pretty freaking great. Um, but And there's a song... Man, well, we get the song from Seether with Amy Lee uh, Broken, which is a really great song. That's from the soundtrack of this movie. But also inside the movie, there's one villain who comes to kill him and, and sings him a song, and I love that song, like, so much. Um, I love this movie, and now that there are so many superhero films, this one is considered one of the worst, and it's it's in, it's in spoken o- alongside of Fantastic Four, not the most recent one, but the original two, and um, what's the other really—oh, and Daredevil. It's, like, in that list, and I don't think it's fair— that is in that list. I don't think it's as bad as those movies. Are there problems? Yeah, it was an early comic book movie, and it had very little, bu- you know, low budget, and while he- this character is loved by comic book fans, he's not one that's easily relatable, because he kills people. So, you know, now, Deadpool's proven that wrong, because Deadpool's just, like, yeah, whatever, but Deadpool also gets a lot of credit of being the first R comic book movie, which is such a mistake. Blades R, Punisher's R, um, you know, mm-hmm. and the Punisher Warzone, which is not one I'm defending, uh, that goes real hard R, like super fast. Um, it's very comic book R, too. Yeah, yeah, but the first opening sequence in that movie, the first like fight sequence, in that movie is brutal and pretty awesome. But then it goes downhill. But this movie, um, it's much more like grounded, and it, it it's there's some cheesy characters. I think that kind of hurts the seriousness of the film. But I I really like Thomas Jane as the Punisher, and uh, it's one that I am now ashamed to like. But I still do like, all right, that's my number two. Let's get into our number ones. Unless, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you guys off. I just know that Mike's got a deadline for 9 o'clock.
1: Well, I mean, my, my I do have some issues with it, uh, but it is much better than the Dolph Lundgren treatment. It's set in Tampa, which was nice to know that, oh, that's kind of cool. It was set local, but I mean, yep. Punisher's New York-based, always has been.
0: Marvel, in general, uh, is New York-based. Like mm-hmm. m- most Marvel characters are are set in New York,
1: right, right, right. It's just, I mean, I, they they had to change that. Yeah. I I'm trying to dig up which studio made this. Do you I know?
0: think it was Fox, and they lost the rights to it. Um, they because they didn't make a movie. I'm pretty sure. I'm not a hundred percent. I cu- it could have been another studio that maybe was out of the mix because I think it might be the same studio that did Blade and Daredevil because they lost all their properties and they're all back at Marvel now.
1: Okay, cool. Um, Well, I know because it's going to get a Joe Bernthal treatment on Netflix, so that should be interesting to see. This was, I mean, again, hmm, I like it more than I dislike it, I'll say that.
0: Well, the logo that he wears on his shirt is tattooed on my shoulder. Um, The Punisher skull uh, design from this film is on my shoulder, and I'm not uh, not totally ashamed of it, but a little bit, because, again, um, it, it is one that's not considered to be great, and yet it clicked with me, and I still love it, so... The Punisher from 2004. Mike, what you got for number one, bud? All
1: right. So I actually just switched out my original pick, and I, I bumped it down to um, honorable mention. And this wasn't even on my radar, and I've forgotten about it. Uh-oh. Let's go with the numbers. Mike, Because
0: wait. Your, your mic did that thing. Oh, okay. You're almost back. I can kind of hear you. There There, you there go. we go.
1: Weird. That's weird. Okay, so um, let's go with the numbers. Uh, and i've nosedived with this one uh, a whopping two percent on rotten oh, wow. tomatoes 5.3 out of 10 on the imdb rating but a dismal a dismal 12 meta score. wow so this is 2008's strange wilderness oh i was completely what's that
0: i think i've seen this i'm not sure hold on keep going well, i was
1: completely clueless to this if it were not for a mutual mutual friend jimmy and thankfully, he had a copy of this, and I kept forgetting. This was uh, this is going back to tour world times, um, when we were still playing cards over there. And I finally remembered, hey, remember that movie? And I couldn't remember the movie name. And he had a copy of it, and I was been able to see it and throw it on my list here. Because, again, not just because of the numbers, but this is not going to be one that I'm telling a whole lot of people about. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up on Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom and PBS's Nature and... Had my childhood pretty much shaped by these type of shows. And while you would think I'd have difficulty with it, I I just had to watch a parody of this kind of work. Now, I can't even really go into detail, just because I know we're not explicit. But just picture this, a chicken attached to a character (laughs) in a really uncomfortable spot. (laughs) And that whole scene, I'm like, what am I watching? Because they're like, well, let's take an axe to it. However, that, mm, and they even had an x-ray part to it. And I'm thinking, how how are they doing, you know? And so ugh, it's, I want to say it was a Happy Madison production, but it I is. cannot remember. It is, it's on the post. It is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, so there we go. So there's two of those. I wasn't going for a, a theme, but anyway, uh, it's a disaster. It's basically the premise is that, the father figure of that runs a wildlife show dies, leaving it in Steve Zahn's hands, and they gotta make this show work, or they're canceled and out of work. So what they end up having to do is they get a tip on Bigfoot in Peru, mm-hmm. I believe, of all things or places, because it mentions the Andes. Huh. So they go, and that's the the the, the, just, the yeah. impetus of it, and moves from there. It's it's not highbrow, it's not even highbrow co- comedy. It's very. No. Mm, Well, I can't even.
0: You've got a good cast because Steve Zahn, Justin Long, I think, is in it. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I'm trying to think. It was was Jonah Hill in this?
1: I don't remember him in it. Let me go back to there. We go. We're going to all cast. Uh, Oh, you are correct. Wow, I don't remember him. Yeah, he's super young. Um, Uh, Ashley Scott, who I don't remember in anything else. Harry Hamlin from L.A. Law in the '80s. Robert Patrick, the Terminator.
0: And then you have Kevin Hefferman, who is um, Favre in – I think he's Farvra. Well, if he's not Farvra in Super Troopers, he's the bus driver in Sky High. Um,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's right. Um, and Joe Don Baker, who is a huge MST3K. Uh, oh, okay. They've done several of his movies, so Got he's it. in it. Adds another – Ernest it, Borgnine.
0: <laughs> and then some of the regular uh, Adam Sandler guys, Peter, uh, Peter Dante is in it. Um, Blake Clark, who is the guy who said the the voice earlier that I was talking about. Oh, Jeff Garland was in this. Yeah, I've only seen this once. Um, I didn't like the way it ended. Uh, I thought it was pretty freaking stupid. Um, yeah. And not, like, in a, it was stupid in a funny way, but at the same time, but there were some really funny moments. I am a big Steve Zahn fan. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel he's severely underrated as an actor, and um, particularly in, uh, because, like, that thing you do is where he, I, the first time I ever saw him, and um, I've always enjoyed him uh, in movies, and so that was one of the reasons I wanted to see this. Um, and I thought, oh,
1: I'm sorry, you must have been really disappointed.
0: Um, I don't think I, I I didn't love it, but I don't think I hated it. Um, but you you're obviously you're a fan enough of it that you put it on this list. So um, yeah,
1: well, and it's it's one that I'm for sure not readily admitting, but like you said, among our circle, I think it's accepted. It's acceptable.
0: Yep, yep. It's one. It's one of those things where like when. When you find someone else that likes it, you kind of are like, oh, I'm in on this. Like, someone else gets it, you know. Um, I don't know that I get it because again, I've only seen it the one time. But I, I'm also a Justin Long fan, um, so I tend to, to give him a pass. Um, like, I, I like there's a movie with him and Drew Barrymore um, where they're so it's a rom com, but they're like long distance. I can't think of what it's called. It might be called Going the Distance. I can't remember for sure, but that's it's like mediocre, but I enjoy it because I like Drew Barrymore and I like Justin Long, so it just works for me. Um, Well, I
1: think this needs to be watched again, and we'll pair it with, um, because Justin Long is in the Sasquatch Sasquatch gang. Oh, great.
0: Okay. I've never seen that one.
1: Really? Yeah. I don't know how how I'd get that one. It's got to be available somewhere. I'm sure we
0: can get it digital somehow, but... All right. Um, Corey, have you ever seen Strange Wilderness?
1: No, but
2: I was looking it up. It has the same director as House Bunny.
0: Oh, House Bunny's good. Mm, Yeah. That was one I considered. I feel like it's got enough of a fan fan favorite. I love that movie. I would have backed you. Um, I thought about it, too. All right. Well, Corey, I'm curious what your number one movie is.
2: I feel like you should already know. Um, Bram <laughs> Stoker's Dracula. It is.
1: Oh, is it really? <laughs> oh, wow.
2: It has a 57 50- <laughs> on Metacritic, and it's from 1992. Okay, I get it. Keanu's The Weakest Link. Okay, yep. great. Um, But I still love this movie. It does make me super self-conscious, though, because I feel like everyone attacks it when i talk about it and it's just made me self-conscious suggesting other movies to you so <laughs> i think that will, that will haunt me for life um but anyways yeah
0: yeah i, I <laughs> totally get i mean obviously this movie has its uh, fandom um mike are you a fan of it
1: um i remember seeing it in the theater. Oh, have it. difficult time with Keanu.
0: Yeah, because exactly. Same. Mm, mm, and I
1: really I't went on a writer yeah. in it, so I should like it. Mm,
0: but she's bad in
1: I it. I think too. that's cuz I can forgive her a lot. I can forgive her a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to go it. more like than less like.
0: Well, her her and uh, I love
2: Gary Oldman as Dracula.
0: But,
1: and man, Tom Waits wasn't Tom Waits. Uh, yeah, yeah
0: he, he's the what, the the loyal subject who wants to be a vampire. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to call that, but um yeah, it, it's there's some interesting filmmaking techniques that uh Ford Coppola uses. He uses some old school methods like the uh shadow screens, you know, where he has like the shadow puppets and stuff like that um to do some of the fight scenes, but some of the story is just so out there and then there's the unnecessary three naked vampires attacking Keanu. Like it's just it's But
1: that's what they did. I think that was in the story maybe suck you by yeah yeah
2: and i'm pretty sure that bill read this book he had to read it in high school and he's watched it with me and i don't think he's a fan either he doesn't give me as much heck as everybody else but he was like (laughs) pointing out like some of the same things that they kept from the book so
0: yeah well i've never read the book so i'm not using that as a basis of my comparison i I just and but to be fair i have also found i generally don't like vampire movies um i like dracula the original dracula i like blade which is one I probably could be ashamed of, but, um, you know, that's, that's the gist of it for me. All right. Um, so Corey, your number one fun pick because I know you really do like that movie a lot too. So being ashamed of it, I feel like I kind of feel bad because I definitely feel like I made you ashamed of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you did. So, and then
2: every time I suggest a movie now, but
0: it, it didn't, it didn't help. And it's like, I know for a fact, anytime I play something for somebody that I really want them to love, I'm watching their reaction. So you recommended that movie and you had to sit with me while I watched it. And I was not quiet about my distaste for things. It was a
2: horrible experience.
0: <laughs> I feel awful. Wow. And yet I kind of <laughs> wish we recorded it cause it would have been really funny. But
2: Oh God. Just my facial expressions all the time.
0: All hey? right. So you guys should know my number one too, actually no guesses. All right. God. Mm-hmm. I feel like, well then Dang it's, it. it's time to swing on a star. You guys, um, as my number one has a 17 on metacritic and if i'm not mistaken a 26 on rotten tomato it's hudson hawk um from yeah yeah yeah. we should have guessed that yeah you definitely should have um this has been on a list so it's one i have admitted to being a fan of in the past but i immediately regretted it because mike gave me so much crap um and it is a movie that is generally reviled yet for some reason i love this movie as a kid now it has been still many years but I'm a Bruce Willis fan, although I've lost some of that in recent years as I've heard negative stories about him as I've grown up. But um, Bruce Willis, Danny Aiello, Andy McDowell in this film, um, Richard E. Grant, who plays a villain. Sandra Bernhardt plays the villain. Um, looking to see anybody else. David Caruso uh, as Kit Kat. Gotta love that. Um, most of these other people. Oh, well, Frank Stallone's in this movie. That's funny. Um <laughs> And it is uh, still to this day the reason why I've, I ever tried cappuccino. Um, as our lead character, Hudson Hawk, is desperate to get a cappuccino. It's a plot device throughout the film. Never can get uh, a cappuccino that's perfect until the end. And um, so I always wanted to have one when I was a kid, and I finally did. And it is still a drink of choice for my myself. Um, and I love this movie. It's campy. It's silly. Um, there's a part where he's uh, riding on a stretcher down the highway attached to the ambulance. And um, the. <laughs> The bad guys are driving the ambulance, and it they get in a wreck, and it blows up, and he's like, Mario, Caesar, are you okay? And I don't know why, cracks me up every time. I love Bruce Willis, and this is just one of those movies for me. It works on a big way. Um, it's got silly action. It's pretty funny. There's some inventive but stupid cat burglaring moments. And again, the singing on a star song as their use of a timer, I loved. Um, so... Yeah, I am. Ash- I'm ashamed that I love it because, again, it is reviled by so many. Yet I refuse to back down. I still, I still feel like if I watch this right now, I would laugh and think it's still fun. So,
1: I'm sorry. I mean, um, I'm glad you like it really well. Um, but there's so many more practical ways to time things. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and what if your beats off because your internal timer isn't necessarily always that accurate? But you know, again, it is a movie, so we'll grant it that. Um.
0: Yeah. I like, don't know. I, I
1: guess if I'm gonna pick a Bruce Willis film that I'm ashamed of, I'll probably pick Striking Distance.
0: I almost picked Cop Out too as a possibility. I just didn't Oof, love that that much. Gosh. But I love the I love the interrogation scene at the beginning of the movie where Tracy Morgan is just quoting movies, um, to the bad guy. Like that scene cracks me up. <laughs> it's probably the only thing that's good in that whole movie. But I love that scene. Um. Yeah. But all right, that's my number one. Um. We'd love to hear your top five. In a moment, we'll tell you what our Twitter is. But before we do that, we want to hear some honorable mentions. So let's hit these up real quick. Mike, what do you got for honorable mentions? All
1: right. My number one honorable mention, Showgirls. Couldn't leave it off, but I'm like, I can't dive too deep into that one. So we leave that one there. All right. Uh, Sky High, since I'm not the Mm. demographic technically for it. Roadhouse. And then coming up, following up again with another Patrick Swayze, Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Um, okay, yeah. Not, not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just I'm not really the demographic for it. Yeah. And then my last, uh, my last one I had a strange winter wilderness. I switched it to number one. Um, this will surprise you, and I have a rationale for it. And I want to be quick because we um, didn't realize what time it was. Um, West Side Story. Oh, okay. Because I am not typically a person with musicals, and I just I have no idea how it ingrained itself into my psyche. The only thing I can think of is my mom watched it a lot when she was pregnant with me. And when I was really young, so I don't know. Uh, Even my son, he he knows that I really like it, and he's kind of taken to it. So maybe it's genetic. I don't know.
0: There it is. Um, All right, Corey, what are your honorable mentions?
2: I only have a couple, but actually from this year, Beauty and the Beast. Although (laughs) it isn't disliked disliked by critics, I don't think. No, it's not. But, um, yeah. And then also um, The Craft from, I think, is it 98? (gasps) Oh, that's a good
1: one. That's a good one.
0: I like the craft, too.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: That's all I got.
0: Okay. All right. Well, then, I I have a few, but I'm going to knock these out. I've already mentioned some of mine throughout. Um, one, uh, I am a fan of the Boondock Saints 2 sequel. Um, well, Boondock Saints sequel, <clears throat> Boondock Saints 2 All Saints Day, which a lot of people <clears throat> hated. And I didn't realize both movies are critically reviled. They are 22 oh. my <laughs> for both. I had no idea the first one was hated by critics. I, I found that one through a, a friend um, and I love Boondock Saints. And when Boondock Saints 2 came out, I bought it immediately. And I st- I love it. it. It does rehash a lot of the plot and a lot of the uh, film aspects from the first film. But I enjoy it. The arguments I've heard about it are that um, there are other movies that do the same thing better. I don't know what they are, though. So I don't I don't know if they're any good. But um, The Proposal with Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock, um, big fan of rom-coms in general. And that's one that, um, you know, I think it's pretty great. Um, I was w- probably one of the only critics who gave a positive review for Angry Birds, the movie from last year. Um, I thought it was entertaining and enjoyable. Jason Sudeikis, I am a big fan of, so just work for me. Um, the Rocker with uh, Rain Wilson, <laughs> um, Emma, Emma Stone, Josh Gad, who have both gone for big careers, but uh, I don't think this is the movie that launched them by any means. And then Teddy Geiger, who was a musician turned actor for this movie. Um, I like it a lot. Jane Lynch is in it. Um, it it's It's very funny uh has a really small part that's pretty funny um and uh the one that i thought of early with john favreau that should be on my list because i love this movie i used to watch it with joe dirt actually on comedy central all the time pcu david spades also in it. <laughs> um uh what's his name um oh man i can't think of the guy's name jeremy pinion jeremy is that right J- piven. Piven. piven piven um is the lead uh it's it's a college dorm movie. Uh, it's technically could be considered a pot movie because there is at least one element of pot uh, as mm-hmm. a major plot point um, with John Favreau's character uh, Gunner, um, and it has a group of guys that look like the Spin Doctors in it. I'm not sure if it was them or not, to be honest, but it very well could have oh,
1: been. Oh, that'd be weird. Um,
0: and uh, I I love that movie. When I was a kid, I used to watch it all the time. And I've heard recently, I didn't even look up what the Metacritic scores is, but I've heard recently it's it's hated. Um, and actually, I'll do one last one: uh, Dead Man on Campus. Um, With Mark Paul Goslinger and um, Gosling, sorry, and the dude from That Thing You Do whose name I can never remember. The Shades. I don't remember his name ever. Tom Everett Scott. Tom Everett Scott. That's why. It's such a weird name to me. Um, But I I like that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I did like it a lot when it came out. And uh, it's a dark comedy, and I tend to like those. So um, that's our list for the week, guys. If you want to share your top five, you can reach out to us on Twitter. I'm at Burke Reviews. Corey is? At
2: Corey R Star. Two R's on the end.
0: And Mikey Sanchez.
1: At server monkey.
0: And you can tell us what you thought uh, of our list. Are you? Do you want to bash us for liking these movies that you consider to be awful? Go for it. Let's hear from you. Um, anything is possible. If you like our podcast, we ask that you share it. Help spread the word about burkerviews.com um I write tons of movie reviews, Mike writes a monthly column called Misbegotten Masterpieces, and Corey has something coming on the website this week actually. She's contributing for a change um hey! to the written part of the pod- of the show. She's a regular on the podcast, guys. Um sorry. Uh we'll be back next week with another topic. Corey and I again are watching Distortion, a social media story, and I'm going to apologize in advance, Corey, because I don't think you're going to like that movie. So, um we'll be Thank back you. next week. Uh Mike enjoy Twin Peaks, buddy.
1: Thank you. Oh, it's up. It's up. All right.
0: All right, peace, guys. I'm
1: gonna get a cappuccino soon, I'm gonna strangle somebody.